At RxSafe, we believe in improving patient health by challenging conventional wisdom, upending the status quo, and transforming the retail pharmacy industry. Our innovative technology solutions are designed to accelerate your pharmacy's success and change the way you do business. We develop long-term partnerships with pharmacies and other industry innovators to help attract new customers, create additional revenue streams, and transform the traditional pharmacy model. Become the adherence packaging leader in your community and practice at the top of your pharmacy license. Get started today. Visit rxsafe.com. That's rxsafe.com to learn more. Five, four, three, two, one. Thanks for tuning in to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The most influential podcast dedicated to the profession of pharmacy with over 80,000 listeners worldwide. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the RX Safe Podcast Series. This special two-part series is a rebroadcast recording from a panel discussion titled Pharmacies Share the Formula for Improving Patient Health. This is part two of the two episodes which were previously recorded live at the National Community Pharmacy Association annual meeting in Charlotte, North Carolina. Our panel was made up of several pharmacy owners who understand the real-world issues of keeping patients adherent to their medications and connected to their community pharmacies. And now here's our host, the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Yuri. So it's one thing to invest in new technology, teach your team, teach your technicians, your pharmacists how to utilize the technology, have it become part of your workflow, have it become part of your operation. Jana, talk to me about marketing this. How do you get this messaging out to your community that this pack is different? It's different than having to open up six, seven, eight con- containers separately and pour them into your hand and drop them all over the floor. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, we've tried some different methods. Um, we started off marketing on Facebook, marketing within our store. Um, we didn't make a lot of headway initially. We had about 75 patients already on packaging when we got our rapid pack. So, of course, we convert those, get some word of mouth. But we actually, um, ArcSafe has a business transformation group and we were in the first group. And one of the things that we did as part of that group is we sent a texting campaign to all of our patients. So back up a little bit. When we first got our robot, we thought, okay, we're gonna go after new patients. We just want new patients because that's new. We need this many patients to pay for this robot. Well, that didn't work. And so we, we did this texting campaign to our existing patients who were non-inherent, and we got 100 patients in five weeks. Wow. And that is like instant cash flow. I mean, you already have these patients, yes, but they're feeling, what, seven times a year, not 12? (laughs) Um, And so that was like the boost that we needed. And then that, your word of mouth starts to grow faster. Um, You know, it's, it's amazing how when you get somebody on packaging, we've noticed that average patient has nine to 10 meds. Well, patients not on packaging have about three and a half. Well, do they really have three and a half or they just don't take it enough? And so that's their average. So it's amazing how much more profitable a packaging patient, they're almost double the profit of a regular patient is what we found in our store. What about marketing to your physician partnerships? 
Um, what about marketing to nurse practitioners that you might know in the community? Can you kind of expand upon how you're doing that with your physicians in your community? Yeah, so we actually <clears throat> started using our, our machine as COVID was starting. <laughs> um, so it was a little challenging to get into some of the physicians' offices, but we did, we did contact a few um, home health care agencies and I will tell you, they were very receptive to what we had to say. And we were able to get a lot of referrals off of just the home health care. But I do have physicians, of course, that I talk to on a regular basis. And I just, uh, I had my marketing person just bring some packaging over to them, even though we can't really formally visit with them. And then, then I'm getting phone calls. Okay, what is this all about? Tell me more, tell me more what you're doing. And then explained all the things that these guys were talking about. You know, we make the monthly phone calls. We're double checking. You know, we had, uh, this happens so often that, you know, people are taking their levothyroxine with all their medicines at the end of the day instead of taking it first thing in the morning. And they didn't even realize they were supposed to do that, even though we tell them that when they were getting it in the bottle. But now we actually have a pack that says, take this one in the morning. Uh, so if they still take it at night, uh, there's not a whole lot I can do about that, I guess. <laughs> but, but I will say that we have had so many compliments from our local prescribers and even a lot of out-of-town prescribers um, that uh, are very excited about the opportunity for their patients to be, be uh, adherent to their medications and know that we're watching over. And then if we see an issue, we pick up the phone and we call them and they're like, Wow, because many of them aren't getting their doctor or haven't been getting their doctor's visits in as often as they should because of the pandemic or other situations that, that may be affecting them personally. So I can tell you um, that local prescribers, nurse practitioners, physicians, home health care agencies, I've even had hospices and some of our long-term care or long-term care facilities are very interested in what, what this packaging can do for their patients and, you know, uh, the positive things that it can do, so. What are you doing to well, set yourself? Is, ours is mainly home health. Um, we, I do visit doctors some, but home health, you really, I mean, you go once, you give them several boxes uh, with candy in them. Um, we got some of the smaller boxes. Um, there, there's several different sizes, um, but yeah, some of the smaller boxes just fill them with candy, and they show them to their patients. Then we take them to the home health nurses. We have one, and I grew up about an hour away from where our pharmacy is, and um, the home health nurse there has just taken on to it. The pharmacy there isn't very forward thinking, um, and so they just send us a lot of patients. So we ended up starting to deliver once a month um, within 100 miles. Um, we, we've synchronized all those patients um, to one week. And so we have, uh, we have probably 50 that we deliver to, um, to about an hour away from our town because that one home health nurse um, found out about it. They don't get paid to set up the, the pill planners anymore, um, but that's something that's expected for most of their patients. They have a lot of trouble with that. Um, and so they, um, I mean, it's a free, we offer it for free. So it's a free service that, um, they just get taken care of a lot better, and we bring it to their house once a month. So the home health nurses really like that because we're all there to help them stay home. Um, and so that's one way they can do it. So I've already heard uh, Lisa's answer to this question, so I want Easton to answer this question instead, and that is the concept of return on investment. You're a pharmacy owner. You can't be spending money unless you know that there's going to be some type of return on your investment within a period of time so that you can back up 
at the end of the year and look at your P&L and say, okay, this purchase made sense. So talk about the return on investment. Well, it's already been brought up once, you know, for one thing, your existing patients, they're filling their medicines more. So if they're filling it seven, eight times a year, they're filling it 12 times a year now. So there's part of it there without even landing your first new patient whatsoever. Um, so that's, that's a big deal in itself. Um, and you know, for us, we were the first in our area to have any kind of technology like this. So um, we've definitely been able to acquire lots of new patients because of it as well. Jana, what about that 100 new patients that you brought on? What does that mean to the bottom line within a year's time of it being a complete 100 patients? Well, it, it brings a lot to the bottom line. Um, you know, people have asked me, you know, well, what does this cost? How do you afford it? You know, you need 30 new patients, basically. It's, it's, that's what they'll tell you when, when you buy it. You need 30 patients. The average patient takes 10 medicines, $10 profit per prescription, $3,000 a month. There's your payment. So it doesn't take long to get there. Even when you're using existing patients, even if you say, well, it's twice as many because I was already feeling part of their stuff, um, it doesn't take any time. And you know, that was a big concern. I mean, when I said in the middle of a pandemic, hey, Randy, can we buy this robot? He's like, what are you thinking? <laughs> we cannot spend any money. And I'm like, no, but look, this is how, this is how you pay for it. And, you know, Bill has it figured out. He explains it to you in terms you can understand. And then you're like, well, how can I not have it? You know, my patients need this. I need to grow my business. I need to further differentiate myself from my competition. It's a no-brainer, really. Uh, we were spending so much money on this bill with our labor. And yeah. Janet did all the calculations, and we were going to save... Uh, $1,500 a month, yeah, <laughs> which was crazy, you know, when we moved to pack my meds. So. Patient safety. <clears throat> Patient safety and not having to worry about them opening each individual. Also something for Tracy and I that we've seen was um, we had gotten to the, a threshold where we were using this bill as well, and we had gotten to a threshold where we couldn't safely take on more people packaging them by hand with the space that we had and the staff that we had um, when you get a machine like this and you're able to look at every pouch on the screen and verify it and you're certain that every pouch has the right pills in it the right pills the right number of pills all the pouches are there there's nothing in there that's crushed um, that's huge for patient, patient safety from a liability perspective and for doing right by your patient so you can really do a lot with the same staff you have or uh, maybe less depending on how many people you're hand carting then you can sleep a lot better at night I know I slept a whole lot better at night after we bought the machine that the right pills are in the right pouch every time for the patient and they're getting they're getting what they're supposed to get and in your in your pharmacy Thomas talk about implementation of this system and and the ability to integrate it into your existing uh, pharmacy space that you had yeah, so we, we had actually added on a, a little bit of, we're in an old uh, pharmacy. We've been there since 1901 in the same building, Main Street Pharmacy, uh, long and narrow, uh, so it's not a ton of great space. We had added on our office before we were even thinking about buying the robot, but we, we put in a space where we thought we might would try to put something, and then 
Next thing you know, we bought a robot and put it in there. And, um, but it, it really does not need much space. I mean, six, five, six feet for the entire uh, setup. You know, we, ours is as tight as it can be, but um, you can really fit it in any area if you try hard enough. If you shift some stuff around, it's got a small footprint, which is one of the reasons we, you know, wanted to go with, with this system. And it's, uh, it worked out that we had the space, but I think I would have I found the space no matter what, even if I didn't have it before. Uh, so, You know, I've noticed a community within a community, and that is independent community pharmacists look out for each other. And Bill and that RxSafe team, that's exactly what they're doing, is they're building these pockets of experts about medication adherence, medication packaging, and then they're teaming you up with pharmacists who are a little bit ahead of you in the implementation of this and being able to market it, being able to afford it, answering questions, taking away as mitigating as much of that risk as you can because of the pressures that you're under as a community pharmacy owner. Put your hands up if you're under pressure as a community <laughs> pharmacy owner. <laughs> Look, yes. Anyone charging for the service? I honestly think, <clears throat> Melody, that, that um, our return on investment through supplement sales and increased adherence with the number of fills that we're able to gain every year more than pays for the... And to be honest with you, we did a calculation, and it's not much more than what Bottle. we paid to put, put it in bottles. Yeah. Um, when you consider the, the labor involved with it. I mean, we, we've taken our, you know, just talking about the real estate. Sorry, I'm just sitting here thinking about all the questions. And I want to bring that back because we had a small little area. Uh, you saw our area when you came to our store, but I can tell you we've grown that area now. We ended up putting more cabinets in. It's not perfect, but uh, I mean, it is a medication adherence, med sink you know, packaging area, and that, that team works together, and there's just a few of them, and they work hard, and they, they come cover our lunches in the, and we're right next, I mean, we're in the same building, we're just in the next room, so um, we, we were able to um, figure the cost would pretty much negate themselves um, uh, with that, uh, based upon, you know, the fact that all these other things would help make up for it, so I could be wrong, but that's just my thoughts, so. Yeah. It is more valuable to them. Absolutely. So what, what he said was he, he would consider talking to payers about adding this as an incentive payment to us for offering this type of service, which I, I totally agree. I think it's worth at least $50 a pack, right? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> what about the aspect of communication with family members, with those that are a little bit more fragile, because you can't hand this box to a, you know, someone who has dementia or has real issues. What kind of communication, what kind of um, PDF or literature are you able to supply to a family member to get them to coach them on adherence packaging? We have, we have one that is very confused, and we, we actually highlight them. We, well, actually, Take it back. The, there's a sun on the morning one, so she can she can recognize the morning one by the sun and a moon on the nighttime one. We 
go ahead and highlight, because we did use another packaging system before that had color. So we, you know, you, you just do what you have to do to help them. It can be used for anybody. It really does simplify things, but th there's a moon on the morning and a, um, a, a sun on the morning and a moon on the night. So it's, it's very simple, but they do, we do sit down with them the first time if they have questions or um, anything like that. I'm a big technology nerd, Jenna, but technology can be great, but if you don't have a team supporting you, it's, you know, it, it's hard. I mean, it's not impossible, but can you describe a customer service relationship that you have with RxSafe? Uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, in pharmacy, we try so many different things, and we deal with so many different companies, and it's not always great. You know, um, but I have to say, they're not just looking out, they're not just concerned about how you use their products. Um, I mean, they have great customer support, obviously, but just this business transformation side of RxSafe that a lot of people don't even know exists, they're working on growing your whole thing. Like, they're working on you, do you really understand what your payroll is? Um, you know, do you know how much it costs per script? I was like, no. Well, you should. Here's how you figure it out. You know, or the whole, you know, how are we going to market supplements? How are we going to start doing these consultations? Um, it's just been a really good experience um, from the very beginning. It's, they, they're really looking out for your whole business, not just wanting to sell you a robot and then see you later. I want Lisa to just take what Jana just said and put it into my favorite Synonym, synonym with Lisa, which is KPIs, Key Performance <laughs> Indicators. That's who I think of when I hear that expression. Can you kind of fold that into the data and the analysis that you're doing for your clients and other pharmacy owners? Yeah, KPIs I can talk about for hours. I mean, to, to me, the profit's in the data. And if you understand your KPIs and your benchmarks, then you know exactly what you need to focus on. So exactly like payroll and some of these other key performance indicators, that's why they're called those, is they're essential to your business. And the thing that I love about leveraging technology in general, you know, my very first pharmacy was in California, and the rules there with like technicians and things like that are much stricter than a lot of your other states. I, I hear in a lot of your states you can have like six technicians per pharmacist and all these kinds of things. We were allowed one. <laughs> and so we, I leveraged technology and had to adopt technology because that's what we had to do. But Really, if you understand the technology and how something like this works, you understand the impact on your KPIs. So you're not increasing your fixed costs. You're not paying more rent because you get a machine. You're not paying you know, more electricity. Well, you might pay a little more electricity, but teeny tiny. Um, you, you know, you're not paying more liability insurance on your building or things like that. Like your fixed costs are not increasing. You might have small operational costs like electricity and things like that, but your profit, so much more the margin that you create goes directly to profit because you've already covered all of your costs. Your regular business that you already have is covering your costs. And when you do things like this, it incrementally adds so much more profit to your bottom line every extra dollar that you get because again, your costs are already covered. And so that's why all these people, when they talk about increasing get more from your current customers. Like that's one of the quickest ways to grow your pharmacy is to get more from your current customers um, and then add on new customers. Uh, but yes, the KPIs are, are magic. And when, you, when I help pharmacies and I see their financials and I take them through the process of pre-technology and post-technology, 
I love the black and white, and I get to show those pharmacies the exact how much money that they have made extra, how much net profit, because hello, that's what it's all about. Who wants more net profit at the end of the year, right? Like, yes, everybody should be raising their hand. You know, and so you get to tell them in black and white numbers because a lot of the things here are very intangible. Oh, my staff's happier, or my patients are happier, and you know, they're, they're kind of just feelings and guts and instincts, but ma'am, you get to KPIs, it's black and white. There is no arguing those numbers, and I love working with pharmacies and, and having them go through that transformation. That, that, I love that word, and um, you can really see in black and white that this was a good financial decision, because you know, as pharmacists, we tend to make things clinically, like, and we have, gone into debt and done all the kinds of things because of the clinical benefit, but the financial decision, you need to watch out for the financial health of your pharmacy, and it's really fun when you see black and white of how good of a financial decision that was. Bill doesn't know I'm going to do this, but I want to ask him to come up here because I have some questions for Bill. Bill Holmes. <laughs> I've known Bill now for about five years, and this man cannot stop thinking if 100% if of his customer base sent him an email that said everything is hunky-dory, everything's great, Bill would continue to try to think of what's next and what the innovation is. Bill, I want you to share with us some of the innovation. You started with a completely different company before you brought RX Safe to life. I want you to share with us what's next. Got to get everybody to sign an NDA before you leave the room. <laughs> can do that. Well, what's really exciting about this show for us, and I'm so glad to be out talking to people. You know, we've been in business now in our 14th year at ArcSafe. This is my third successful startup company, and I love inventing things. But honestly, they're not my ideas. They're not. I have 160 patents. They're not my ideas. They're your ideas. They really, really are. We've done, we figured it out the other day, about 22 trade shows a year for, let's say, 10 years, 220 trade shows. I talked to about 100 of you great folks at every show over a two- to three-day period. That's 20,000 interviews with pharmacy owners. I love it because every time I talk to someone, everybody, every time I do a demo or ask a question or someone asks, more importantly, me a question, I learn something. And I take all that stuff in my, in my brain I sit there on the airplane, and I think, wow, why don't we do that? Why don't we advance the state of this business? Why do we have to look at a booth? And we know these companies. You see them. They'll probably be out here on the floor today. 30 years, the same thing, the same product, the same way of singulating, the same failure to properly inspect or <coughs> truly verify what we're giving our patients. And so we have two new products in our, our booth. One is a, an optical counting technology that counts pills and verifies them. That's new, including clear gel caps. And another is for those really difficult nursing homes that won't give up on blister cards. We've now taken our vision technology and made a blister card filler that can do 50,000 cards a month with a single operator. It's unparalleled in productivity. And, you know, I think about this from why are we all here today? We're not here to learn about business. I mean, I love the business expertise that our panel has and how they've been able to excel and then provide better services to their community. But we're here because we're caregivers. I started this program a long time ago because my dad died with a med error. 
broke my heart. My mom had passed away about 10 years before that. He was living alone, World War II veteran, didn't want to get help, didn't want to go to home, wouldn't have someone coming in, just, I got it. Bill, I got it. Don't have to worry about me, I got it. He had uh, wet AMD and low vision. He had a giant magnifying glass to do whatever he needed to do all day long. And there's those 12 pill vials in his bathroom along the sink that I'd see every time I'd go over there. And one day, Dad knocked him over, did his best to put the pills back in the right bottles, but didn't get it right. And he went to the hospital, was in an ICU for six months, and that was it. So if we'd have had this in his bathroom, he'd still be here. It's just that simple. And so I thank all of you for giving me the ideas to try to figure out a way that we can help people, because that's what we are. We're caregivers. But the business has to work, too. And so uh, people ask me, you know, how many patients can a pharmacy do? How many of these boxes, these monthly boxes, can you do? And we've been, you know, asking our customers, how many can you do? And I think of Ben McNabb in Eastland, Texas. I think of Janet. Jenna's doing awesome. Doing, uh, ben is doing over 600 patients now with a single RxSafe rapid pack. And I thought that was pretty good. It is pretty good. But I checked with uh, Paul Winger at Long-Term Care Rx, LTCRX Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, who was my first customer, first paying customer for a rapid pack years ago. They just bought their third one last week. And I asked his technician, Amanda, Amanda, I've been telling people they can do 50 of these, 50 of these boxes a day, a single technician, a single machine, a single shift, 50 of these a day. Is that still true? Is that accurate? Are you able to do that? And she told me, no. And I thought, oh my God, I've been telling people it could be 50. And she's telling me no. And then she quickly added, it's not 50, it's 80. 80 of these monthly boxes, one machine, one technician, one eight-hour shift with perfect accuracy and very little rework. Guys, that's why I do it. And so what's coming next is the next version of that. So thank you for helping me help you. Thank you, Bill. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being community pharmacists. I know it's not easy. I listen to long-term care, specialty, community pharmacists. I listen to compounders. It's the community pharmacists that have it, have it the roughest out of all of those settings, including the hospital pharmacists. Not saying that they don't have it rough. Everybody has their intricacies. But I want to... I just want to say thank you for what you're doing and what you're believing in being here at the National Community Pharmacists Association. And please, whatever we can do to help you, uh, research for you, find uh, ways of increasing your business. Um, I'm so impressed with the RxSafe team and how much they truly care. They're in this business. This is what they do. This is the, they do this day in and day out, um, just as you do. And with that, I, I want to thank you for attending today's uh, presentation. <laughs>